0: guys, I'm Ashley. And I'm Rachel. We're just two friends with trauma that can't afford therapy. Join us as we explore the weird, heavy, taboo, and lighthearted. And everything in between. We
1: are Currently, Currently Anxious. Before we dive in, Currently Anxious is for adults only, and our episodes may contain material that is hard for some listeners. Please review the episode description for more details.
0: Hey Ashbash. Bash. Hey, bitch. How are you today? I'm so good. Are you good? Yeah,
1: I'm having a good day. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Same. I've had a pretty good day. Yeah. I'm weirdly looking forward to this episode and weirdly not.
1: I can understand that.
0: Because I think for, I mean, we've referenced it how many times now that you and I met while working at a bar. Yeah. When did you start working in like bars and restaurants? Like how old were you? In
1: bars and restaurants? I've been in the service industry since I started working. Okay. Uh, like the first job I had was at McDonald's when I was 14. That's a, that's like a restaurant. Bars restaurants. Okay. I didn't. Food, I wasn't sure if you meant like sit down. Industry. Yeah, since yeah, I was 14. Because my then.
0: first job was at Cold Stone and I would consider that.
1: Isn't there like a... Did you have to sing a song?
0: Yeah, I had to sing a lot of songs. If we got tipped, people are fucking dick bags.
1: Really? They
0: tip and they just like look and like, watch and like, they do it on purpose just to be like, ha ha ha. And then we had all these songs that were to other tunes, like, hi ho, hi ho. It's did you make a bunch of tips that way, though? No. Oh, ew, I'm we, sorry. I mean, maybe like 10 extra dollars a shift. It was not oh. a lot of tips. Gross. And it was yeah. all people who were like,
1: uh ah, ha. Again, ah, <laughs> yeah, like, did you see it? I put money in there. <laughs> then they ring a bell. It's really obnoxious. I thought it was a bell. Okay. Yeah. I haven't gone there in a long time. I just okay. dash it. <laughs> so
0: I was, so how old were you? 14. I was 14. So how old am I now? So it's been 15 years that I've been working. Yeah. in that industry.
1: It's been math. I don't like math. Like 13 you're a year younger than me. I'm 27.
0: So 2 years younger. I'll be 28 this year. So we'll be a, okay. So 14 years. Sick. We're both we both have almost a collective 30 years experience gross in the food and service (laughs) industry the hospitality industry whatever you want to call it where
1: you got to be nice to people and and there's that voice that we all have
0: oh our customer service voice the fucking i think i still kind of use my customer service voice for this not to like that level but okay
1: i feel like when i listen to this i'm like oh she went full stoner voice in this
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh customer service voice but
1: because we have
0: that much history and um experience. Yes. We'll have a lot to talk about, but I don't feel like it's all going to feel great.
1: No, it's not. And Mm. I don't think for people... Okay, my thought is for people listening, it'll just be informational and kind of... Take it or leave it. Yeah, and then maybe you'll learn a different way of treating people in the service industry. Yeah. That's kind of my hope for it.
0: It's not ideal that it's even called the service industry, honestly. Yeah. I think that in and of itself already puts it at a beneath level of other, like you, yes. we are beneath other people. When Absolutely. in reality, folks, I quit my nine to five to go back to it. And I almost tripled how much money I was making. And
1: it's insane. Like, And, and that's the thing. When you're younger, obviously it's a great thing to do because for mm-hmm. saving, for... Mm-hmm. For really anything for the future. But that's, like you said, people really look at us like we are beneath them. Yeah. And they treat us that way sometimes.
0: Yeah, a good chunk of them. Yeah. When in reality, I just laugh and I say, sir, I make more money than you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. But before before I had this break of the service industry, I guess technically I'm still in it, but like in a different way. But before I had this break of like a year and a half or so, I I see it differently. Yeah, and I and I would approach it differently if I was back in it because before same. I was very yes sir no sir, yeah. you know. And then moving to bars was a different situation. Yeah. I was a little bit better. I literally about called
0: it. someone a dick bag the other day because when I went yeah. back when I went back to it, I was like absolutely same. I will not put up with it. Right. Yeah. Like, and that this was is the nicest job. thing I could have said to this guy. He called me a bitch, and I was like, you're being a fucking dick bag. Yeah. I've been called a bitch so many times as a bartender. It's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It doesn't so, feel
0: great. No, I mean, it depends on the context, right? Like, yeah. But most of the time, no, it does not feel great.
1: Can we <laughs> real quickly bring it back to dead boyfriend scenario? Yeah. So I feel like that changed how I served people, how I wanted to be Talked to by people because I was very much a hugger. I was a, a lover you, in the yeah, service absolutely. industry, and I was like, I'm the first which got person you to a little bit you. in trouble
0: with some real weirdos.
1: Absolutely, but right after Dalton had passed, I immediately was like, Don't touch me, don't hug me. And then people treated me way differently because they were like, You're not the same person. I don't, I don't trust who you are anymore because you're just oh like, Who God. are you? You know, you're not, you're not the same loving person that I knew you were. And I'm like. <sighs> Get away from me. Blech. I had. I remember I walked in and I was serving um, a table and this guy grabbed me and I was like, I don't want to be touched right now. Please, like, just don't touch me. I don't feel like being touched. And he kept grabbing me and pulling me and pulling me. And I just started crying and had to walk away because I was like, I don't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you not understanding? And honestly, that's across
0: the board. I could have we could have a whole episode About people that think it's okay to touch someone that they don't know because they're your waitress, waiter, server, whatever you want to call them.
1: And the fact of when I say there's a boundary, just because I acted a different way before, if I put a boundary now, Mm -hmm. you listen to that. Right. It's not you can go because I was a certain way before. Mm -hmm. It is you're listening to the boundary I have now and that's all it is. Yup. So that, that was the hardest thing and which is a big reason why I left yeah. is because I can't, I can't put up with people treating me a certain way when I, I understand what you saw of me, but now I am different and you will treat me differently. Yeah. Well, and that was a huge
0: thing. So I, we obviously didn't do a lot of research for this just because we, our, our lives have been the research for this. Yeah, uh, But I did look at some statistics and I was doing just like harassment like female harassment in workplaces. But Mm -hmm. there are very specific, it's not a lot, but there are very specific studies about hospitality or food service industry harassment. Okay. Um, One thing I found was it's one of the least um, demographics that has research because so few of us ever talk about it Mm -hmm. because it's just part of the job. It's just part of the job. You want to know how we make money is by getting tips. You want to know how we get tips is by letting weirdos do and say things. Uh huh.
1: And how we get your food to be good, we have to flirt with the fucking cooks. Yeah,
0: like it's this whole it's this whole culture of it. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things the there were three main factors that kind of I read in one one study. that was oh by it, on the Harvard Business Review. I mm-hmm. needed to. I needed to cite it. I knew I had it here somewhere. <laughs> so one of the they give like three factors the, out of these several, and one of them is that the service industry is a looks industry. It is, and it so very much is. The better you look, the better money you make. Absolutely.
1: I would walk in sometimes uh, to any service industry job that mm-hmm. I've had. Multiple men are like, you realize you're not going to make a lot of money today because you're not wearing makeup, right? You realize you look like shit today, right? Why is your hair like that? Mm-hmm. Why did you do that today? Why aren't you smiling?
2: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm I know so is, triggered.
0: It, I know that it is literally <laughs> the smallest thing, but I can't tell you how many fucking times a day someone tells me to smile and I'm like buddy if you knew the 47 things that I have in my mind right now because I'm serving 50 people and I'm keeping track of three different orders and the seven other things this person asked for and everything else that I need. None of them are written down. None of them are written down. If you even knew what was in my mind. No of course do you fucking smile 90 hours like 90% of your job? No you don't. No one smiles for 10 hours a day. That's not real yeah i've gotten so that was one thing when i came back that i do not put up with if somebody tells me to smile i literally go do you smile eight hours a day do you smile eight hours a day no you fucking don't so don't come at me that i need to be smiling oh god you guys i get so fucking heated sorry to bring up all the trigger stuff (laughs) it's true though i just gotta take a breath
2: Well, so my experience with like somebody telling me to smile, I haven't worked in the service industry, um, but at the job that I used to work at, I experienced like sexual harassment and sexual abuse, uh, which Mm -hmm. I've talked about before on the podcast. But one of the things was he brought up the fact that I didn't smile anymore in front of like (gasps) nine other people. And that was basically the meeting.
1: That was a Shut meeting? Up. Yep. He called a meeting to say that in front of other we, people? We
2: so we were in a meeting and then I'm going to vomit
0: this episode you guys. And then yeah. he
2: brought it up during the meeting and then everybody had their say in it. Like Yep.
1: That's
0: disgusting. I don't know a single other anything where talking about somebody's appearance correlates to their productivity or their work. And
1: this is the thing. Ethic. Unfortunately, no, no matter what industry it is, it's how women are treated unfortunately. And it's just it's not even a it's it's women Who work anywhere. And we're gonna
0: get people that say, well, guys have blah blah blah. I don't that's not what we're fucking talking about today. Yeah. What we're talking about today, there's (laughs) validate you (laughs) later. You you can make your own fucking podcast about how men are treated. Go for it. But that's not what we're fucking talking about today. What we're talking about today is how little things that shouldn't matter for your for your productivity or for how well you're you're working. It always falls back to like how you how you mm-hmm. look or your appearance.
1: And that's one of the big things like I I have pretty bad body dysmorphia, I would say. And a lot of that has come from the way I've been treated in workplaces and how people make me feel about if I'm not thin. I was keto and I was si- like deathly keto. Like I did not eat and I was not um, doing the things that I should for my body to survive. When you're running around 14 hours a day right. serving people, taking 30,000 like, steps. Yeah, Fuck because me. I felt like I needed to look a certain way for these stupid dudes who I ended up doing shit with sometimes anyway. Because we we feel like we have to. Like it's just mm-hmm. so it's so wild how our brains have been conditioned to feel a certain way mm-hmm. or think a certain way because of how we're treated in an industry. Mm-hmm. Not only by men, but by women too. Oh God, yeah. So I won't say it's just one one side of it. It's by who anybody. Yeah. It really is.
0: I just can't get over it. I knew the smile was going to come <laughs> up and I still was not prepared to talk about <laughs> I'm
1: it.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just get so mad. I'm so mad. Because yeah. anyone that literally knows us knows that we are pretty... We're bubbly people. Bubbly, smiley, happy yeah. people. So if there's a reason that we're not, there's a reason that we're not. Yeah. And, and that's why, fine. And that's uh-huh. fine. And why on earth is it even something that you feel like should
1: cross your lips into
0: voice into the universe?
1: Yeah. Keep that to yourself. And I know uh, like a lot of us have times where we cross a boundary or cross a line but it's mm-hmm. like we need to really reflect on those things i'm i understand that people say it but like think about it after you've done it at least and maybe think about why what me what in you made you need to say that you know i just don't
2: ah i would like to bring up something mm-hmm. um this this is something that i have dealt with but it's just the way that my body is shaped The amount of times that I have been asked while working in retail Mm. when um my baby is due no or uh huh yep it's like first of all you don't know what the fuck you're talking about second of all I don't know you you're coming into the store to buy something get the fuck out of my face yeah
1: that's not (laughs) I literally
2: don't know you why would I ever want to tell you that right even like
1: even
0: if you were having it like why would I want to tell a story. That's like if you are not
2: 140 percent sure that that person that you are looking at is carrying a child, don't fucking say anything.
1: Don't say it. And
0: I will only briefly mention this. I have never been pregnant. I've never had a baby, but I have watched this happen with my friends or my family that has the amount of people that think it's just okay to touch you. Oof that you don't know strangers strangers fucking just touch you my friend uh fargo cassie would talk about this she'd be like yep some old man just walked up to me at the grocery store without a mask on and like touched my belly and mm-hmm. i'm like
1: especially during a pandemic oh, what on answer. earth makes it okay
0: like i said i can't talk from personal experience i've never been pregnant but like yeah same. that's another level of boundaries that's
1: dude a, like ugh, no
0: ugh. I, I don't hate feel people. good about that no Okay, I needed. I need to go back to my safe space, which is facts and statistics. Okay. So we need to come back here for a minute, Tell because I'm you. just gonna. I'm just gonna start yelling, okay. and I don't yell, but I want to. Okay. That is what the lady. That's what the shaman told me. Is that maybe I need to go scream into the You're wind? Right. So maybe <gasps> I do need to do we that. We need to
1: talk about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, keep
0: going. Different day, but Ashley and I went and saw a shaman a few days ago. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That reading was wild. We did it for the pod. We
1: did it for the pod.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, in some of these statistics that I found, there is a study that was done by Stop Street Harassment in 2018. It was done uh, involving 2,000 people, which is not a huge study. No. But a study nonetheless. And out of those 2,000 people, 81% of the women said they had experienced sexual harassment or sexual assault and in the workplace. And out of that 81% of women, 77% of it was they experienced verbal sexual harassment, which makes sense. 51% was unwelcome sexual touching, which 100% we can get back to that about touching. I remember in one of my jobs, we wore like server aprons that had like books and pens and all that stuff in it. Yeah,
1: I've had the same thing.
0: Well, those aprons
1: fall... Right
0: over your business. Like uh-huh. they just fall over that area of anybody, men, women, whoever. That's where those aprons are. They, that's what they cover. And I had all of my pens in my center pocket. Yeah. And I was carrying a bunch of food one day and some man at a table was like, oh, hey, excuse me. I'm literally cover, like carrying like six plates. Okay, sure. Yeah, what's up? does not say anything or ask anything, just reaches and grabs a pen (gasps) out of my middle apron pocket. And I literally just stopped and I was like, do we think that was appropriate? And he was like, I just needed a pen. And I was like, I I like didn't say this part, but I was like, I don't give a fuck if you just needed a pen. This is my personal being. Why do we think that that's okay? Yeah,
1: (sighs) It's so funny to me, like, just in general, how people think that they can just touch whoever they want. I just don't.
0: Again, I think it really comes back to there's this mindset and culture that it's a service industry and we are at the service of other people. So that that's there's true. such a disassociation with us being real people. That's true. So, but for touching, like that's just, it's not an acceptable thing to do. I don't know why anyone feels they can just touch a person. No. Um, and it, it goes back so much more that they are so disconnected from us being real people. I can't tell you how many countless Christmas Eves I've worked And people are just completely oblivious to the fact that we don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. They've I I remember a couple Christmas Eves where somebody was just like, "Oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for you know being you know I can't I'm sure." You, like they'll bring their family out on Christmas Eve yeah. and just be like, "Oh my gosh, we got it!" And I'm like, "Yeah, yep." So same, we would all also like to be somewhere for Christmas Eve, right? Instead, or one so lady, if
1: you don't appropriately tip on holidays, oh, go you yourself. Doing?
0: I literally hope that you get a flat tire <laughs> on your I've way home so on many Christmas many flat Eve flat because tires. are you kidding me? Somebody literally, what did what was one that I'm trying to think of? It was a Christmas Eve and. What the fuck did they say? They said something about like n- not believing that. Oh, they're like I can't believe you guys are open. And I was like, well, we're open because people like you go out to eat. We wouldn't be open. <laughs> what do you mean you can't believe we're open? Don't be here then.
1: I mean, okay, I understand for a lot of people there are people who are by themselves now or right. like their partner, they're older and their partners have passed and like they need a place to go. I always loved like those people and the-
2: Yes. That should be the only people who are allowed in. Yeah. Literally.
0: If you're bringing your family out or doing something else, no. <laughs> no. Go home. Go home. What if their oven's broken? I don't care. Then t- just, like, be kind. Like, then just be pleasant <laughs> and, yeah, like, no, acknowledge, acknowledge how fucked out. it is. Yeah, Most people are just oblivious to the fact that we're all working holidays.
1: or Or it's, I was in your position before now you are basically i'm getting back what i was given kind of thing that whole mindset
0: is so disgusting it goes it ties with so many things about how people don't want student loan to be canceled because well i had to pay mine so just because you had something a certain way that was tough and sucked and i don't think you should have had that now you don't want anyone else to have benefits of not having those things
1: right the world can't get better. That's not.
0: But just, because you suffer now, want. others Everyone need to suffer. To suffer. And yeah, and that's what it feels me. like. Just
1: being a millennial, we are hella suffering.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> and people
1: just think we're very, uh, I don't know, pick me culture. I guess where we're like, oh, what was us, and and we need everything to. Be-
0: Along with the the touching though, which fifty one percent of those women said the unwelcome sexual touch. How many times? We'll never be able to count them. How many times do you think someone has grabbed you by the back of your arm and by like grabbed like grabbed you?
1: Oh, that gives me like PTSD. Yeah, I God, it's not a gentle like oh quick I need your attention
0: touch just it's a grab on the back of your arm. I
1: Ugh. that one's the my smile thing for you. It's the arm thing for me. I. I understand you feel like you need something right now, but I have plates in my hands, cups in my hands, 15 things in my brain, and not only that, just don't. Touch me aggressively like that. You also,
0: you also don't know like how easily we may bruise, and I've legitimately gotten bruises from people that have grabbed the back of my arm. That's a very sensitive part of your body. Yeah. Well,
2: it's so triggering to a lot of people too. Like being touched, just in general, can send somebody into a panic attack. I've fucking been there. Don't. I think the fact is, just don't touch people. You don't know them. Don't touch anybody. Don't touch people. Just this- stop
1: touching me when you're drunk.
2: Okay.
0: I really do need to stop doing that. I do really need to stop doing that. If I had a little bit too much tequila, I really like to that touch I like wild. to touch the boobies. That's on me. <laughs> Let's circle back to who we're mad at. Circling back, there was this one guy who in the same day asked me if I have to wear two bras to hold my boobs up. That's one thing he asked me about. He was like, do you have to wear two bras to keep those things up? And I was like,
1: I do not understand.
2: Like, because I have big boobs. So, like, so he
0: was asking if I needed to wear double bras to hold them up. Did
2: you ask him if he was wearing a cup so you could kick him? No. Right? No,
0: I just ignored him. And then I was at like a computer ringing something in and he came back behind me and grabbed me by the back of my neck.
1: Nope. That is my bigot Like his hand around
0: the back of my neck. My dad used to do that when I was a kid. And I literally, it was one of my last days, so I turned around and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, get your hands fucking off of me. My dad
1: used to do that as a kid, and he would like lead me around with his hand on the back of my neck. So if anyone does that, like when we're having sex or anything, I like, like, "Eh," like it it makes me in in shock. I'm like, nope, don't
2: touch me. It's weird that you bring that up too, because... Hate to keep going back to the subject of the trauma that uh, I went through with my previous job, but that was something that no,
1: you're fine. That he That's did the point That's of this is, podcast, yeah. honestly.
2: <laughs> he did that to groom me into the behavior that that was okay. So he would grab like the back of my neck, and like that makes me. Yeah, so uncomfortable. it's it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. So just don't touch anybody, anytime, <laughs> anywhere.
1: Right. <laughs> Back to the bra thing. I don't like bras. I don't really wear them. Uh, They're just not my thing, okay? I don't like them. I wore one one day because I I didn't have any, like, bandeau or something that I normally wear available. It wasn't clean. So I was wearing, like, a regular bra. And so you know how, like, your back fat, like, rolls over your bra sometimes, right? And so... I had multiple men that day go, oh. "Ooh, you need to get a bigger bra. Your back fat's rolling over it." Like, I never wear bras because of that in in itself, and now the one time that I had to because I had no laundry, you're going to point it out Bro, and make me feel like shit for is, the next 12 hours that I'm here. That is skin. Yeah. That's just skin. Yeah. <sighs> it's it's just funny how like you can really make someone It's okay. Walking into a bar shift, you are walking into an audience, right? And the first few things that you hear from people are how your shift is going to go. It's just, it puts you in a mental place.
0: It's walking into an audience that gets to give you feedback while you're performing. Right. Like... Right. And that's what it is, folks. It's a performance. I'm not flirting with you. I'm not
1: a monkey, okay? I, I don't not your circus. No,
0: but like it is a performance to some it extent, really is, right? Yeah. Like, but I don't like you. I'm not flirting with you. No, old man, I don't want to go home with you or have you cook me breakfast. No. I want to open beers for you and then you to give me money. <laughs> I am here to pay my bills. I
1: will say I I absolutely there are regulars who i love and true 100 have absolutely. really been there and taken care of me yes. and and have been a positive yes influence on my serving industry mm-hmm. i've had
0: that have stuck up stuck up for us yeah when we, we've had one of those assholes that yeah. says nasty like some some guy called me a stupid fucking bitch and one of our regulars like jumped in and was like, what the fuck did you just say? And almost got into a fight. Those are that like, I'm here for that energy. And that's
1: the thing too. There are people who have said things to me every shift about my appearance, yet somehow those are still the people who stick up for me later. So it's kind of a hard, weird balance because I don't want you saying those things to me, but it's cool that you like stick up for me later. But like, I don't, I don't want the hero thing. You don't, you don't get to tell me I'm shitty and like, I look bad and then be my hero later. Like go away. I don't or like need because
0: help. they stick up for you. They can have an opinion of you. Right. Yeah. Right. That doesn't feel great either. Um, back to this, the statistic. Um, so 41% encountered online sexual harassment. 34 were physically followed, 30% had genital flashings. Have either oh, of you ever experienced my God. that?
2: Cause no, no. Oh.
0: No, I haven't either. So Besides like chat roulette when like the internet was a new baby. But I've, that doesn't count because like you knew, we we knew what we were getting into. But no like stranger on the street has ever flashed themselves to me.
1: I was working at a place. Oh my um, God, you're going to have a story about this? Sorry. No, I'm just like sad about it. So he was 86 for like years because he was on the patio. There was a fight between a couple and him and then a gun was drawn because... He pulled his balls out like it was like a whole situation. And He was like, you showed your balls to my girl and she was underage. Oh, my it was God. Like, it was like a whole whole situation. Yeah, it wasn't great. OK. Well, and then the hate that balls guy punched her in the face. And so she had, like, bruises for a hot
2: minute. She had to Jesus look Christ. at his <laughs> nasty-ass balls while also getting punched in the face. This poor woman yeah. deserves a million yeah. dollars. <laughs> Scarred for life.
1: And she was just sitting there eating. That
2: was it. What the fuck, dude? Yep. God, can deal. you imagine a worse thing to see when you're eating a meal? Just s- some balls. Right. Hairy,
0: nasty, wrinkly balls.
2: No <laughs> one wants to see them. <laughs>
0: Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Here's some more statistics, friends. I got some... Th- this put me in a dark place this morning when I was pulling these off the internet. Oh, God. Okay. So this was from PEW Research Center that 69% of women have been sexually harassed at work. And that's I'm saying, is just people that have reported it because... Yeah. How often do women not report it because it does, nothing happens? Yeah. One of my friends, I will that's not hard. say any specifics, ha- was sexually uh, Was sexually assaulted, went to upper-level seniors, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. She just had to relive this shitty situation, and nothing happened. And I think that dude ended up getting a promotion at one point.
1: I, um...
0: Is this triggering to
1: everybody? Is everybody triggered yet? I don't think I've ever brought this up. So I was working at a place, and, um... I I was willingly seeing a man. I told him that I didn't... We were working together. We were both servers. I told him I didn't want to do anything with him anymore. He came to my house. No. In the middle of the night. No. Hammered. No. Yeah. Attacked me in my apartment. Took my booze out of my fridge. Left. And then I had to leave that job. Because they wouldn't fire him. Because it didn't happen on the property. And now he is a bartender there and got promoted there um, when he's an alcoholic who, like, hurts women.
0: Folks, folks, I just hope if you're listening, like, just for a second... For a second, just, like, get over your own, like, self-righteousness and take a second to listen to two, three people that are all, like, speaking their truths right now. And none of us are making these stories up. None of us are embellishing. These are all, like, legitimate things that have happened to us. Mm -hmm. So before you get comment warrior and say that this is not real, like, these are real things.
1: Yeah,
0: Real traumas. And these are pretty, to be honest, like, some of these are not minor, but most of these are pretty minor compared to like what some people go mm-hmm. through. And it's that's fucked up.
1: Yeah. It's it's funny like that people can have so many opinions on your life mm-hmm. in in any type of job. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. In, in a serving situation, I feel like a lot of us are very honest with each other because we're around each other so frequently mm-hmm. that those become our close friends. Those become mm-hmm. the people we talk to and confide in, you know? Yeah. And even even some of the regulars know because everybody talks and everybody says mm-hmm. whatever in the service industry. Right. So I remember after Dalton passed, I was sitting on the patio with um, a guy I used to talked to. We didn't, we'd never hooked up nothing, but I used to see him for a little bit. We went on a couple dates and one of the regulars was inside talking shit about how I can't believe she's already moved on. I can't believe like, how do you have an insight in my life? I'm just sitting here with a person talking who, who was going through the same type of trauma. Because people that are mentally and
0: emotionally stunted can't fathom Any adult woman having a conversation with a man that isn't like a relationship, like they can't fathom that a man and a woman could like be friends and be buddies and just connect on like a level deeper than sexually. Yeah.
1: That's the first time I ever snapped on anybody while I was like hardcore yelled at somebody while I was bartending. And thank God the manager and whatever didn't say anything and just let me have my my moment because I was fucking pissed.
0: Silver lining to working with at smaller businesses mm-hmm. is there tends to be a little bit more grace, and you're able to speak some of those truths a little bit more absolutely freely than with corporate places. Absolutely, corp. Like the the culture of the customer is always right is one of the most toxic things. Oh, it's horrible in our society, and it's so toxic with chain and corporate service industry places. Yeah. Because they will literally throw you under the bus for that one customer who spends twelve dollars.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like cheaper restaurants too, you mm-hmm. know. And they're like, we just need any any amount of money we can get. It feels like, yeah, which is shitty. Yeah.
0: So to piggyback off of that, us talking about how like it's sixty nine percent of women have been sexually harassed at work, uh-huh. and how that number is probably a staggeringly bigger percentage. So a career builder study did said 72% of workplace sexual harassment victims don't report it. Yeah. 72%. You guys like that number for how many women have been, like it has to be a hundred percent. I can't imagine that it's not a hundred percent of women have been in sexually some harassed at work. way or
1: another. I'm t- the shock of me actually working at a restaurant rather than like subway or whatever. Like I worked at an actual restaurant for the first time when I walked in, it was like a weird difference in the air of of being a woman and how the cooks treat you. Oh and how..., ugh, like it just... Ugh, it does not feel great.
0: No, no.
1: And it's especially,
0: this is partly on me because I should learn a second language. I agree. But there is a significant amount of things that are said that I would have no idea what it was right. because it's in another language right. which
1: is partly my own my Absolutely. own said,
0: ignorance over
1: here I have said so many times that I need to learn Spanish because yep. it just it's needed we should all be able to communicate a little bit more than we are
0: I'm just like raging over here I have so many thoughts and so many examples running through my head that I like literally don't even know right what to pinpoint on
2: i will say this so you said what was the percentage of people or women that don't come forward
0: so 72 yep 72 percent of workplace sexual harassment victims don't report it
2: and it's um i would say that that is probably like shockingly accurate too because i waited for three years to even say anything and when i did say something there was a lot more women who were like yep that happened to me too but also at the same time they never came forward about it because they wanted to sort of right. live vicariously through like me doing it and not having them mm-hmm. be in my position
1: Well because they didn't want to lose their job and like do they don't want to do the hard work
2: to you don't want to lose your job you to don't want the outcome
1: you yeah. need. And like, even
0: if you choose to leave the job yourself, you've lost a reference, yes, right? So you yeah. no longer have a reference. Everyone's going to ask you why you left your previous job. That is a number one interview question, why yes. you are interviewing and applying and why you left your previous and job. And honestly,
1: if you're going, I, I don't know for sure, but if you go an interview with a male and you say that that's your answer, I don't know that they're going to pick you first. No. You know? Because,
0: because their reaction is, oh it's like that movie that movie we watched The Promising Young Woman where he goes the worst thing that can happen a a man's worst nightmare is being accused of sexual assault and it's like what do you think a woman's worst nightmare is?
1: Getting sexually assaulted. Right. And
0: so that's that's what's going I, I will not speak for men but from what I assume it no, you're not going to get picked for that job because they're going to say, oh, shit, she might accuse me of sexual assault. I don't want, Especially I don't want a lot in a of this serving industry mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of situation. She has a history of of, bla- of of making up these accusations.
1: Yeah. And I will say, like, I, I know from personal experience, I. And this is not for everybody, obviously, but I just kind of decided to say, fuck it and be the sexual kind of person in in those scenarios because I was like fuck it everyone's gonna come at me that way anyway I might as well just deal with it and like say some shit back because that's the only thing I can do or or I'm gonna make this job miserable for myself like leaning
2: into it Almost.
1: Yeah. Um, like yeah.
0: owning it. So it's it's like when you make fun of yourself before other people can. Mm-hmm. So then you have the power in the situation, right, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. So
0: if you just are overtly sexual anyways mm-hmm. before people make the comments, then you are the one that made that decision when yeah. in reality you might not have wanted to do that. Because
1: I can for sure tell you if you go to any job that I've ever been to and you ask them who was the most sexual person on the planet, it would be me. And they'd be like, oh, well, she says shit all the time. But it's because... I just, A, it's just kind of who I am, but like B, everyone's gonna say those things about me anyway, whether I say it to you or not. So like, eh, I'm just gonna lean into it, unfortunately.
0: Ufta. Uh-huh. We are unpacking a lot here. I know. Ugh. <laughs> uh, uh, just like, all of this makes me feel so icky. Mm-hmm. Like I just, obviously these are all things that we've known, but just sitting here and actually talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Uh. Side note though, if, you have not watched the movie Promising Young Woman. So good. Bo Burnham is in it. Uh, it's a great movie. I will give nothing. Drinks, we will give
1: nothing away. When he drinks the coffee that she spits in. Amazing. I literally could not deal with it. I was so... Smitten. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's going to use a different term. Yep. But smitten, yep.
0: and, smitten is nice. <laughs> but I highly recommend it. You can rent it on Amazon. You can rent it... I don't think it's streaming free anywhere yet, but it is well worth the three to six dollars yeah. to rent. I, I rent have it watched your house, it. The thing was like I real. have watched it four or five times. It's so good. I love it. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Plugging promising young woman. Yes. Amazing. Ten out of
1: ten. I concur. Uh,
0: Let's go to some more. I have like three more pages of statistics, everybody. So
1: I I'm, mean, I feel like yours are more. I am very fun at parties.
0: I am very fun at parties. <laughs> So this is specifically restaurant industry. Everything prior to this was just workplaces. In anyway. okay. these are restaurant industry, hospitality industry specific. Gotcha. So more than one hundred and seventy thousand claims were filed in the U.S. with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission between nineteen ninety five and twenty sixteen, and of those claims, eighty three percent were women for sexual harassment.
1: That doesn't feel great.
0: 170,000 cases. In how many years? Um, 20.
1: And that's not even all of them, obviously. No, of course.
0: No, of course not. And then in 2014, a report from Restaurant Opportunities Center United concluded that 90% of women in the food service exp-
1: experience sexual harassment.
2: 90%? Yep.
1: It's because the minute you start that job, you know... It's just different. It just is. And it's not great. (laughs) Keep your hands to
0: yourself. It's not that hard. Honestly, it's not. It's really not hard to not touch a person.
1: It's okay. One of those things I will say about like places that serve alcohol, though, it makes a difference for sure. your inhibitions. Right. But that can't be it shouldn't be an excuse. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm just saying like it for sure makes it worse. I think like.
0: Yeah, but no there's agree? so few places that don't serve booze.
1: To, well, but when in, like... You mean... You, like your restaurant settings that you've been in, were they they didn't cap you at a certain amount? Or, like, cut you off sooner because it's not a bar bar?
0: People, I mean, most people were just there for dinner, so it's not like anyone right. was getting belligerent anyways. Right. Um, That's what But I, I do think that it's not taken as seriously in restaurants because... Like, I don't think I ever cut anybody off at a restaurant.
1: Oh, my God. The restaurant I worked at was super, like, you cut them off. They, they you know, <laughs> we had one guy who fell into a bush and he, like, they didn't cut him off. I don't understand. But And that's the thing about cutting people off, too. It's, Everyone's very... It's very arbitrary. It, I just don't... How come this person you cut off for this, th- this person does the exact same thing, and yet you're not doing that? Because they're a regular? Because they spend more money? Like, I just don't... I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Depends on the mood. And so
0: then more from that Harvard Business Review, that there are more claims of sexual harassment. More claims of sexual harassment are filed in the restaurant industry than any other industry.
1: That feels right.
0: And that mm -hmm, routine harassment of service workers are by managers, coworkers, and most importantly, customers. So.
1: I don't think management-wise I've ever really had... A whole lot. I I mean, after the fact, I definitely have I left one restaurant and then after I would come back and eat every once in a while. And that manager asked me if I if he had a lingerie party at his house if I would go. So that's That's great. No, I definitely have had some real shady, creepy ass nasty hand touching managers throughout my days. I mean, I'm probably I'm positive I've had some situations. I just like blocked out so much of my life that I'm trying to figure out. So I think looking over, looking across
0: the board, when I was working for bigger corporate chain places, I would, the more of the stuff came from management. Okay. Because there's a handful of them. Typically this is what was in that business, the Harvard Business Review was that men take up the majority of management in U.S. food service, right? That feels right. So I think in those aspects... But working for a smaller place where there's maybe only one manager, I see it more from customers. Yes, I agree because with that. I I think that when you only have one manager, it's hard for them to deflect or to be able to do things that don't get called out. Okay. When you have a team of four or five men that are all managers together, all talk, you know, that's they're true. all in it together. That's true. So it's more likely to just me spitballing here. So that's just me. That's just my thought process just off the top of my head is that when I was working for places that had teams like a management team, there'd be more inappropriate stuff coming from management and supervisors than when there was only one, then it was more
1: customer based. Okay, that does make sense, though. That does make sense. And in like smaller places like that, I feel like more booze is given So then more customers lose their inhibitions and then it just kind of happens that way, unfortunately.
0: And unfortunately what I looking back though, some of the worst things people have said to me have been from stone cold, sober people. Really? So yeah, there was uh, this, and I guess maybe he had been drinking before he came in. That's always, that's always an option. You never know where someone was before they walk into your establishment. Yeah. But this guy literally was sitting at a table with some regulars And I I go up to get their drink order. It's fucking busy. There's a sporting event going on. There's two of us work. It's bananas. We all have a thousand things we're doing right now. Right. And the two regulars are normal people. Well, they're not normal people, (laughs) but they are normal enough to just order food, like order their drink. When I say, what do we need to drink? And this guy stares at me. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Stares at me across the table, just staring, grinning. And I'm standing there looking at the 14 other tables that I need to go touch base with tapping. Like, what are we, come on. Like, do you need a drink? And so I literally go, do you, can I, do you need something to drink? And he, Oh, shakes his head. Like he's been startled out of something. He goes, Oh, I just, I, I was just so distracted by your breasts that I couldn't even think about ordering a drink. Sir, you are, you are a 50 year old man. And you're telling me that you don't have the mental capacity we don't even have, we, we do, I didn't even have a low cut tank top on. It was not, you, They're how just you, really good, Rachel. How do you go day to day life surrounded by 50% of the population being women? Go fuck your, I literally, this is my reaction and this is, I'm very proud of this reaction. He goes, I just, I was so distracted by your breasts and I literally went, well I don't have fucking time for that and I walked away from the table. Guess who doesn't get a drink if you don't know how to order a drink? You right. don't get a drink, sir. You can be on a timeout. And I didn't go, he didn't get a beverage. He had to go up somewhere else and get a drink because I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. You don't get to speak to me that way and like us just pretend everything's normal.
1: It's wild how people act. It animals, really
0: is. Absolute animals. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So in that that Harvard Business Review article, they listed that there are several factors like go into why the restaurant industry is so bad. One of them being that men take up the majority of management. Um, and then frontline industry workers however are the exact opposite of that right they're young females working for the male managers
1: and you can tell that they are hired that way not many men work at bars or anything like that it's all women it's all cute little women like it's ridiculous Mm -hmm.
0: and so 71 percent of servers are women yeah right and then this we've hinted at this this is the another factor for sexual harassment is the customer is always right culture. Like super toxic. You're working on tips. So Mm -hmm. you have to almost let them do what they want to do because at the end of the day, I can only pay my bills if I make enough money. Right. Right. Um, So like living off tips, harassment is ignored and not reported because of the need for those tips. Mm -hmm. States that rely on tips Um, have more claims of sexual harassment than states that provide a higher minimum wage for their servers and bartenders.
1: It's insane what we put up with. It really is. I, I mean, this isn't sexual harassment, but I have fully gotten my tires slashed three times at the same establishment that I worked at. I have a pretty good idea who did it, but like, I couldn't exactly tell you there's no cameras or whatever, but just because you didn't like my service or like, I just don't. Or because I wouldn't fuck you. OK. Right. Cool. It just, it doesn't, that it compute. That feels like a v- compute.
0: very rational way to react when someone turns you down.
1: Right. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I, there was one time, this isn't sexual harassment either, but it's still like, hey, why'd you do that? But um, we had a person who was filling in for a certain position that we needed at that point in time. That's how I'm going to say that. Um, and they had to, they decided that they wanted to put on a disco ball. I have epilepsy. If a disco ball goes a certain way or in my face, I don't know what could happen if I, you know, I I haven't had a seizure in a really long time because I smoke weed and all that. But like, I, I had told him, Hey, can you turn that off? And he's like, it's the only thing showing my tip jars right here. Why would, and I was like, I have epilepsy. Can you please turn that off? And he turned it off for five minutes. And then 10 minutes later, it's right back on. And I'm like, what are you not understanding? Like, <laughs> just because I'm I'm serving you still doesn't mean, like, my needs are not valid. Yes. I just don't, I don't understand. Oh,
0: my God. I, I just can't.
1: Mm-mm. I just, I should
0: have worn that I just literally can't t-shirt today. Because yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's mm-hmm. truly exhausting. And there is, like I said, it's a performance. There's...
2: A very whole layer so.
0: of, a, like, not only just, like, makeup and appearance-wise, but you have to really come in
2: with ready. that shield
0: up, ready to go and yeah. know what you're going to walk into and have that guard up, or it'll eat you alive.
1: I I will say I'm probably a very much stronger person than mm-hmm. I would have been had I not been in this industry, but I don't like the fact that I have some traits that I do because of this industry. Right. That doesn't feel great.
0: (laughs) So not even just this industry. So obviously, Megan has shared her workplace. Disgusting harassment, sexual assault stuff, right? And I took a brief little sabbatical from service industry stuff and worked a nine to five at a desk on the phone. And I still, I still via the phone. I mean, fair. They got a
1: sexy voice.
0: I mean, right most now. a lot of people. That's one of our highest compliments from people is that we have very nice podcast voices. Oh, really? So, <laughs> I guess that Thanks. checks out. Mm-hmm. Should we just all start talking like this? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and,
1: we, ooh, and we just ASMR.
0: Oh, <laughs> we pivot the whole podcast My at this point. My mom sends me
1: those videos all the time, and they make me so uncomfy. I don't like them. But interesting. I have. I have um, what's the thing where you don't like people chewing? I don't know, Uh, but... Misophonia? Sure. Yeah, I think it's that one. I just don't... Anything like that makes me super uncomfy. Oh. I like those. Like when they're cutting
0: the kinetic sand. Oof. Oh, I love those videos.
1: I don't know. Like visually, I can do visual stuff like that, but ugh, God. Did you get that video of the guy squirting ketchup in his mouth? You never responded to me. I hate ketchup. Oh, I know. That's why I sent it to you. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. All right, well... (laughs) I didn't like it at
0: all. That's why I didn't respond.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not
0: condoning that behavior from you.
1: Well, why? I think it's
0: funny. I hate condiments. I hate condiments. They're all okay. disgusting. Working in the service industry, I think, did that to me because I'd watch Ooh, how I watch yeah. how much ranch and mayo and ketchup people consume and it makes me want to vomit.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. I told you that the other day. I was taking some lady's plate, and I was like, oh, it's clearly completely empty. She goes, no, 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 no. Give me my plate. And I'm like, what's wrong? She drinks the ranch out of the ramekin, nope. and I almost threw up right on her. That's a hard pass. Okay. That's literally disgusting. Megan, do you drink ranch out of ramekins?
0: No comment. No. <laughs>
1: Oh no, I hate ranch so much.
0: She's never worked in the service industry. That's why. That's why she can.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Bleah.
0: I don't even remember what I was saying before at this tangent because I I'm know. so horrified by condiments.
1: Also, if you stack plates and you put your silverware inside, like a, a pile of condiments or like ranch uh, or something, we have to touch and you those. make me touch that with my hands. I'm mad at you.
0: I truly don't remember what I was talking about.
1: I don't know. It's so. still
0: workplace stuff. Oh, when on the phone. So oh, when yeah. I would be on the phone, I would literally have men. I was doing insurance. You guys, I was doing insurance. I was talking about insurance. I was selling insurance. And I, at least on three occasions, had some random man who I've never seen in my life or talked to before. While on the phone with me, one guy literally was like, you sound like you're a real fun lady. And I was like, Haha, ha, okay, and he's like, "I'm going to be in North Scottsdale next weekend if you want." And I'm like, "No." "What? Does that work?" "Does that work?" "No." Ugh. and like th- those were a little bit more mild, but there were still like weird ass dudes that would say shit on the phone to me, and I was like, "I don't know you." Yeah. I could be I could be eight, 17 years old. You don't fucking know. That's true. Ugh, disgusting. <gasps> I have one last study you guys and then I'm done with my statistics. Yeah. Okay. These just keep this just it keeps bringing me back to a safe
2: That's place fine. by I reading like these. That for you. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, in a, a study in 2017, followed 76 female college students for 3 months and they worked in the the food service industry, okay? Uh-huh. And at the first day of each month they would be given like a list of 16 sexual harassment behaviors and they would mark what had happened to them each <gasps> month, right? Oh my God, I hate that. So I won't break down each month, but over the three months, these 76 women reported 226 incidences in three months, you guys. In 90 days, 76 women reported 226 incidences. 112 of them involved coworkers. Ooh. 29 of them involved managers in 85 of them involved customers.
1: Yuck, dude. Fuck. Yeah.
0: And it is like, I don't know if you've ever worked, I guess you've worked at a chain where there's a lot of servers, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of servers. Yeah. And it's all just funny. Like, and I'm, I'm at fault for this too. That's what I was going to say. I'm
1: sorry if anyone, if I said anything, done anything that makes you feel
0: uncomfortable. 100% I've been somebody that has, said or made light of or joked sexual harassment stuff at work with coworkers. yeah and that's what's but thinking about it it's that's what's fucked up is that it's a normal everyday yeah. thing that is just part of your work day it's not you don't think about it for even a second
2: mm-hmm. Ugh. i think it goes back to like trauma yeah mm-hmm. that's the way that you deal with it
1: mm-hmm And that's it. And honestly, just by normalizing
2: it. Right. And I was
1: normalizing so much of it at like when I got into bar work that I ended up doing like drugs and stuff to like cope with all that. And then to get those drugs, I was doing shitty, gross things too because I was like, well, whatever. Fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm getting treated this way no matter what. Might as well be. Get something out of it. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Not great.
0: It's exhausting. It is. It's really, truly exhausting. I don't know. I just... I just want to shake people. <laughs>
1: I just want to shake
0: people. But at
1: the same time, I'm... I'm. All of these kinds of talks also make me reflect on myself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And just make sure that I keep myself in check mm-hmm. and that I'm not saying anything wrong to other people yeah and I
0: think that really kind of hit home for us in the red flags episode yeah because even prepping for that episode we talked a lot about as we're talking about the red flags that we've experienced having the realization of how many red flags we now exhibit yeah right and so it's a
1: revolving door
0: it is it is but that's how you become better is self-reflecting yeah yeah On these things and realizing, oh, oh, that's not a normal thing. That's not a normal behavior. Yeah, I should be better at that.
1: That's all I can help. Yeah, that is all I can help. And it
0: is different, I think, with places that are heavily patroned by regulars. Is there becomes a sense of entitlement? Absolutely. Well. So comparing and contrasting that with more of a chain place that doesn't necessarily have, they'll have regulars, but not as... I would s- say
1: chain places more inner, like I think you said that, more inner harassment kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then smaller mom and pop shops are like more, you said more of the customers, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, I
0: mean, chain places that I've worked have had regulars, but it's not the same as like a small mm-hmm. local bar or grill.
1: When it comes to like chain restaurants, I have never seen more people sleep with each other. Oh
0: my God. Than anywhere else. I mean, that was me and Corey. That's how I met Corey.
1: I mean, my longest long-term boyfriend I met from the same thing. (laughs) It just seems to work out that way. Sometimes. Yeah. The only good Aquarius. I will say that.
0: Oh, hey, Ashley do you want to tell everyone what you found out about yourself? I'm
1: an Aquarius rising and now I really don't like my insides anymore. (laughs) I,
0: when you sent me that, I was like, that's karma. You went off. If I, I don't have any Pisces in me. I went and looked because I was like, God fucking damn it. I don't.
1: And it's only that one. It's only my Aquarius rising, but I've like recently heard that when it comes to listening to your, um, horoscope, you should be listening to your rising sign rather than your sun sign? I don't know, dude. I don't know either. You've, like,
0: flip-flopped on that a whole bunch of times, I know. so I and don't know. and then yesterday,
1: I heard about, um, like, there's a there's a different type of astrological chart where you can look at everything on a map, and it tells you where you should be living. Oh, like, where you should live? Where you would, like, thrive, where you would feel uncomfortable. Interesting.
0: Where, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm... Where did it tell you to live? I don't know. You oh. have to know how to read the maps. I oh, do not. Oh, no. But I do I do think that where there's a place that is heavily patroned by regulars, there's an extra level of entitlement from them. I don't know how many more times I can fucking hear somebody that buys $2 domestic pints say, do you know how much money I spend here? <laughs>
1: yeah, I do. And it's $2. <laughs>
0: For this beer. So that's not, you're not keeping our doors and our electricity on. Like get away from me with that attitude.
1: What do you want today? Um, you know what I get sometimes you change it what do you just tell me what you want today okay that was my biggest pet peeve when we started working
0: together is people would be like well x y or z they just know my order and i'd be like yeah that's super great but i'm not that person so if you ever want me to know your order you need to tell me what it is it
1: always takes it's not hard
0: we could be already done and you could probably have your beer at this point if you just told me what the fuck you needed yeah
1: It always takes a new person coming in. When you're a new person at a restaurant, you're fucked, dude.
0: Yeah, it's not a good. It's a it's a real if you make it over the hump to the other side, I promise the grass is a little bit greener, a little bit by greener. I mean, there's more money, but it's tough to break through that wall, Mm -hmm. especially when people feel very entitled. Yeah. But and that's
1: why, unfortunately, sometimes we lean into the, I guess I'll just hug you and, and love on you and be nice to you like that, mm-hmm. because it makes it easier to get past that part of it.
0: But what's shitty is there are genuinely people that I do care about and want to hug Absolutely. and treat that way. Absolutely. But because yeah. there are the few that I do feel close and connected with that way, others then think that like,
1: I'm just like that with everybody, which is not the right. case. I mean, I used to be. I will say that. So I understand it may come as a shock when I stop hugging everybody. But like, eh, don't touch me. (laughs) Exactly. Don't touch me.
0: I said no. The end. The end. Mm -hmm. All donezies. No mas. All donezies. Fuck, dude.
2: I have a question for you, too. Yeah. What's up? So I was thinking at the beginning of the episode, you both started in the service industry food industry when you guys were just starting out working why did you choose that over retail
1: for me um that was the only place that was hiring for my age So I, I, there were certain things I definitely couldn't do, especially at McDonald's. I couldn't go into the walk-in until I was 16. There was like, (laughs) yeah, you can't be in the freezer. wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was basically like cleaning the play place and stuff for, you know, however long I worked there. But yeah, it was just the, the only place that would hire me at that age.
0: And mine started similar because I, as I've said before, I'm, I was homeschooled. So the only place, like I Babysat all of my life, right? But when I wanted to actually start making money, uh Coldstone was one of the only places that hired fourteen-year-olds. And then after that's that, that's how they get you.
1: They get you young,
0: uh huh. Right, and, and they just, condition you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then after that, I transitioned into hosting at a uh, chain, and then. I think also why I stuck with that is it's a little bit more flexible than other Yeah. jobs. I Depending thought. on
1: when you're in a chain like you said there's more people mm-hmm. so you can switch with people a lot easier yeah. but like when you go to like a small mom and pop shop there's only four of you you're fucked. Yeah, like your shifts <laughs> are your
0: shifts and that's it. Yeah. And so I think and then like like anything the minute you have one to two items of a specific industry on your resume Yeah. That's what you get hired at. So it was and it's a very easy industry to get a job wherever you are. And I moved around a decent amount that it just it just was the easiest thing. Why did you
2: choose retail? It was my first job uh, starting out as well. And I didn't start working until I was 18 or 19, I think. Uh But... My mom knew the manager of the store that I started working at. Mm. And so that's kind of how I got in. And then for eight years, I was sucked into it. And I, during those years, I have never had so much hate for people <laughs> as a whole. I believe it. And after, like, working in retail, because, you know, there's, like, the Black Fridays and there's oh, just... God. no. Yeah. It, it's like it, Veterans Day it, for us. It, it's just a lot. And like now that I've had time away from retail, like there's parts of it that I do miss. And it's like the yeah. team dynamic. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah. just if I could give any advice to anybody listening to this, if you like are going to go shopping somewhere, anywhere, it could be Target, it could be a local store. Just be nice and understanding because the world is complicated and so is running a store. So,
0: And also what's this blows my mind across the board, any of the jobs that we had all growing up or now, I just work here. I literally just work here. I have no say in prices or pours or how something is made or what stock that you have at this. Like, yeah. Yo, I literally just work here.
1: And that's the unfortunate thing. It's like, at the end of the day, it's so hard to separate yourself from work and home because of the kind of jobs that we've had, you know? And it's almost like, this is where your life is. And it took me up until this year to separate myself and be like, I'm more important than this paycheck that you're giving me and this job that I have. It took me until 27 years old Mm -hmm. to really do that. And, it, and for some people, it's later. That's not okay. That's yeah. not great that that a job owns our life yeah. and we live less because we're working. It's ridiculous. And on that
0: same tangent, there's... <laughs> you are more than your job. Yes. Your job is not your personality. Yes. Your job is not your personality trait. Your job is not your purpose. Your job is not your... your Like, you, like you are more than your job, yeah. which is something that's really, I think, in at least us culture we it's so conditioned that like we are wor- we are our work and we are our job and our job is us mm-hmm. that's one of when you meet somebody what's one of the first things that you ask them
1: yeah oh what, what do, do, you do you do for a living yeah
0: why does that even matter and that's why i had a really hard struggle going back full time to this industry when I, but at the end of the day i wasn't happy with what i was doing i was making less money doing the 9 to 5 desk right. life that is so sought after and told is what we all need to do.
1: And I think a lot of that too is is sleep pattern. I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to sleep that way. I think I've read that somewhere. That, I don't know. That that that's why like they were conditioning us to work 9 to 5 to sleep a certain way but we're actually supposed to be up during the night or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. <laughs>
0: That is an unfinished thought that's gonna bother me, but it's okay. I'll do some research later today. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it's just I felt a lot of shame being like, oh, I'm going back to to the restaurant industry. But I was like, dude, my life, I am not my job. My no. job is not me. I am I am me and I am still the same person. I just got to make some more money this
1: mm-hmm. way. Here you go. <laughs> i i'm I don't think I could go back to anything but working for myself now that i do i just i don't know that I could ever again mm-hmm. because it and especially because of my trauma like i just don't i don't foresee myself being able to do that and and have a set schedule and someone else telling me I need to be here when and You can't sleep in when you don't feel good. Your mental health Mm -hmm. is not more important than you. You can't take a vacation. Right. I just don't know that I could do that ever again, which is crazy. I never thought I would get to this point. But But I
0: think that that's another thing that happened through 2020 and COVID, right, is everyone reassessed the work-life balance and basically said, oh, I was forced to take two weeks at home with my family what the fuck have I been doing? Like so many people realized everything that they had been missing out on. And it's just, it's
1: just bananas. Have you seen that video that's circulating about that news lady who's talking to another news guy and um, they're talking about how our generation, like they should, they should leave us hungry because then we'll want to work because nobody's working right now. And they, she was saying how we should just cut off unemployment and make people super hungry because then they'll actually work. And like it was like a whole like it's it's circulating on TikTok and stuff right now. It's wild. Fired. And that's like, what that fired? is. <laughs> Are you kidding? But they're they're saying our culture, they're they're talking about how, oh, well, they need mental health time and whatever. Like it's not a big thing, but it is. Well, and that's another thing that like
0: Gen Xers and boomers like to say is like, oh, everyone needs therapy in a safe space now. It's no honey, you needed it too. Yeah. And you still need it. Yeah. You need it because you're kind of mean and grumpy. Yeah. And you don't know how to translate your overwhelmed and your trauma into a productive way. You're just grumpy and mean about it. Instead of like, no, if you had a safe person and a safe space to go to deal with these things you needed it too. It's not just this new generation that we all needed it.
1: And they just don't, I think they don't want to talk about things. They were raised to like, be quiet. Don't talk about your feelings. It's not okay to feel that. And I've, I've been raised as talk about everything you want to share everything you need to, which can get you in trouble too. But like, I think it's good to just be open and and share and, and hence another reason why we're doing this. So hopefully Mm -hmm. more people feel comfortable sharing and, 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 getting therapy and getting help mm-hmm. for your trauma and and it's just needed. It's needed. Well, and that's I think
0: really really clear. We've like gone off, totally off the rails. Of, but that's it's really clear <laughs> I think in the in military, suicide rates in in the military and in veterans is astronomically high. I don't have numbers because we did not plan to talk about this. But it's it's one of the highest industries of suicide and what's the mentality It's just to suck it up and you go through basic training and you don't have feelings. And if you have feelings, then you're going to get just called out on in your, you like, it's just stuff it down where men, men don't cry. We do. We, we are strong. We don't do that. Like, yeah. And that's not a healthy,
1: a healthy thing either. I don't know. It's just. If we all went to therapy, maybe less sexual harassment would happen in the workplace. Maybe a lot of things would be different
2: who knows (laughs) life is very gray everybody life is very gray i think (sighs) to close out the show um would you care to share maybe a couple positive impacts that working in um customer service whatever space has done for you or maybe some of your favorite interactions that you've had with people that have really stuck with you
0: I truly, especially after taking a break in working desk life, I love being busy, being on my feet and having human interactions, even if some of them kind of suck. That's been a very positive for me. That's I, I am not made to sit at a desk. I am not made to be at a computer screen all day. That's not my personality. I, I need to be around people. And so yeah. the human interaction that I get from the service industry is astronomical. And it was no... Some of my favorite people I've met in this industry.
1: That's what I was going
0: to say. I've met almost every single one of the closest people in my life have Mm -hmm. been in this industry. Because when you're in the trenches day to day in those situations, you get very close with your coworkers.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I will say the third thing. I have... The human interaction. We meet so many people every single day. We are a part of so many people's lives every single day, whether you think it's important or not. And I have had the universe work in such weird ways, especially right after Corey died and I did finally go back to work. It's an extremely taxing thing to be in this industry around mm-hmm. people. And so there are a handful of of folks that I met. And you just start talking. A lot of you just start talking about life and you just have this open connection. There was this one woman, um, Kathy, who I, she was my at my table uh, shortly after Corey died. And she had asked me, she or her boyfriend had asked me a question. And at that time, I was still pretty just like dropping yeah. the bomb on people that my boyfriend had died. And we had this incredible exchange. They were so thoughtful and so kind to listen to me and be supportive we they were there for dinner and they left and she came back about 15 minutes later with a card and a bottle of tequila for me. Oh, I have stayed friends with her ever since we're we're we still talk. I worked for her for a while at a, another side job that I had an incredible human. And I have countless stories like that where it's just the universe worked in a way where a specific topic came up and There was just like this depth of a conversation with a stranger that's incredibly beautiful, and you realize that like we're all so much more similar than we are. We want to think that that like we want to think that we are. Yeah. So those are just a couple quick, quick examples. I mean,
1: especially with the people thing, and and even in a different type of way, if I from working in the industry, if I had a car problem or if I needed a bank loan or something there's always you like oh well, you know this person he does this or you know this mm-hmm. person he does this like we're all kind of helping each other in that sort of way like yeah i've served you a bunch of times but now it's like cool that those kinds of people are around to help us when we need it and
0: i think that goes along with we interact with so many people every so single many. day every yeah. like hundreds of people a day yeah i have an interaction with right how many people get to say that right. like that's insane no i agree
1: and I've just had like, like same thing, same. There's people who have really gotten me through tough times. I have one lady who was a trivia regular, Deb. I love her. She followed me from one bar to another. <laughs> and um, she immediately, when after Dalton passed, she grabbed me the first time she saw me, hugged the crap out of me and was like, I can't believe how sweet the words were in his eulogy or not eulogy. What is it? When obituary, obituary. Thank you. And just how how amazing of a person he seemed, and just kind of you know like they she didn't know him, but just needed said the right things when I needed it, you mm-hmm. know. And there were so many people who were like that to me, um, yep. and not even just in that time, but in other hard situations yeah. that I've had too. So,
0: so while the the culture may be toxic to some extent, I have not seen, I, I have never seen a group of people rally like. Like a team of coworkers yeah. in a bar or restaurant, yeah, like ride or die type situations. That when push came to shove, who were the who were, who were the people that were there? Right. right. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely wild. And like across states, I've like I said, some of my absolute best friends were my coworkers. My roommate for the for a time was my co cowork- was I worked with like. I mean, we met each other that way. Yeah.
1: One of my other best friends, like one of my other best friends who happens to be an ex, like Mm -hmm. still really great friends with him, you know?
0: I met Megan because I worked with her husband. See? And the four of us, like me and Corey and her and her husband, like the four of us, they were one of our first like couple friends that we like did hangouts together and stuff. So like even that kind of connection, um, it's just, I don't think there's anyone in my life that has been consistent in my life that I have that did not come from this industry in right. some way, shape or form.
1: And, the, and that's the thing The the good ones that I can keep around me because of me being sober are in my life still. And, and that's great. I don't, I couldn't go back obviously because I don't think I could be around people who aren't sober, but mm-hmm. I mean, well,
0: that's, I mean, that's a th- it, to be in the industry is to be a bit of a, a, a drinker at least if not other yeah. recreational
1: things, definitely because it's like, hey, part. you want to go out for a shift or what? Her shift yeah. drink after or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Like, and I think that's really how all it comes down to is the people that we've met that are really impactful in our life have come from that industry.
0: They're tough cookies, man. You got to be a a very specific breed. To... A lot of them
1: have the same humor, which is great. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> and and you just have to be a specific kind of person to to last for years and years in a specific yeah. this industry. Otherwise,
1: for sure. it's a revolving door at those types of places. That's and they a, leave for very, very yeah.
0: Complete. I didn't write it down, but I think that the 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 turnover rate was like seventy three percent or something like yeah,
1: that. Super super high.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure higher right now, but like after covid and stuff cuz people are just like reassessing being like do i want to be around this many people but it is i don't know that's so there are we just like bashed it for like an hour but there are good things too there are incredible <laughs> things that came out of obviously i went back to working in it so right. i love it i love the the i love all of it i have one of my know. one of my good friends he and i met at a chain that we worked at back in wisconsin and he lives down here now and he talks all the time. He has a, you know, I mean, I think he works like 6 a.m. to like 3 p.m. But he works a desk job and he says all the time how much that serving job that we had Taylor, was his favorite job he's ever had. Oh, he's no. like, that's the most fun I ever had. I miss that job so much. I'm like, just come back. You can yeah. do it. It's OK. They make it a, they make it a possibility to get health insurance on your own now. So that's like, true, yeah, come on back. I don't know. It's a unique it's a unique place, that's for sure. Megan, would you ever try it?
2: Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Get me in a dark basement editing or filing and I am happy. Fair enough. I'm pretty burnt
0: out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm pretty burnt out. <laughs> I got I think I like used all of my energy and rage for the smile. Yeah. Segment of this that like I have completely
1: just crashed and burned over here mentally. my foot's just been asleep for like an hour so i'm like trying <laughs>
0: to move it and like <laughs> the things we do for our listeners honestly jesus <laughs> we're off the rails everybody okay
1: goodbye <laughs> goodbye before you all just hear us
0: talk about a normal conversation we're about to have <laughs> sorry about it
2: <laughs> goodbye, goodbye goodbye
0: goodbye